A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and of your blessing I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. I, therefore, have made you contemptible and base before all the people, since you did not keep my ways, but showed partiality in your decisions. Have we not all the one Father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenant of our fathers? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. Nay, rather, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child on its mother's lap, so my soul within me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. A letter from the, from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved, had you become to us. You recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God. And for this reason, we too give thanks to God unceasingly that 
in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received not a human word as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. You have but one Father in heaven and one Master, the Christ. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi, as for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Today, the Word of God speaks to us about the responsibility of those who are in position of leadership, particularly in the community of the believing body. And 
to bring this message home to us, we're being shown what it looks like to be a good teacher in what one might, in presentation of appearance, but a bad teacher in what one actually is living out in the light of what they teach. The prophet Malachi, again, speaking a very scathing word, as the priests of the time had become corrupt. They were making shambles of the rituals, the sacrifices of the Lord. They were allowing people to come with offerings, sacrificial offerings of the animals that were prescribed by the Mosaic Code that were deformed, not in keeping with what the Lord desires and intends. And in order for that to have been happening, it must have meant that the priests were allowing the people to do so, but at a price. They may have been allowing them to bribe them, asking them for certain um, benefits and perks. But however it went, it clearly caught God's attention to the extent that the Lord told them through the prophet that their blessings will now become a curse. And even he went so far, although this passage doesn't capture it, he went so far as to say the dung that you, that, that, that come out of these animals, I will wipe in your face. So despicable have you become before me. So a very, very big and real word of indictment from God to the priest of the times then, and still a reminder to us who are priests today of the seriousness of what we've been charged with Jesus, in speaking about the Pharisees and the scribes, who would be the equivalent of the scribes, would be equivalent to the, the scholars, the scriptures, scholars of the, of the scripture. For the, the Hebrew people, they're equivalent to what we call the, the four gospels. The four gospels in the New Testament are to us is what the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and all of the prophets would have been for the Jews, particularly in the first century. So Jesus, having realized what was going on, obviously from the beginning he knows, the Pharisees are really, really very enamored with the presentation, how they externally present themselves. They are dressed to the T's, so to say. They perform all of the duties, but they perform it, as we hear Jesus say, to be seen. They want the accolades. They love all of that. He said, and yet and still, when it comes to actually putting flesh on, living this out, presenting it to the people, not just by words, but with deeds that show them that they are together with them, that they are walking with them, they were far from that. Lip service, definitely in play, but the heart was gross before the Lord. You think about Jesus in his humility, because the phylacteries that they speak of, it was the leather strap that they would wrap around their arms. And you still see this. If you go to the Middle East in Jerusalem, you'll see the Orthodox, the very strict observant uh, rabbis and so forth. They will still wrap themselves with it, and it's got like a little box, and they will have a memorized scripture, miniaturized, put in that box, and it's kept so that they can externally see it as a reminder. So when they're praying, and usually it would be the Shema from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 5, which we heard last week. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. 
So it was, it was to be an external sign for them, and they would use that as external adornment to heighten their awareness, to focus their hearts on this reality, on this living word of God. But again, they were into the practice. They fell into the trap of being so caught up with the externals, they were negligent and uh, just indifferent towards the interior work of what was going on in their hearts. They were not attentive to the Spirit. And in this way, the word that Jesus speaks, they have taken the seat of Moses. What they teach is the law of God. Now, how they interpreted the law was also problematic, and Jesus would oftentimes berate them. Remember the time when he would always perform a deed that would be good on the Sabbath, such as healing the man who had dropsy. There was a man who had dropsy. He was in one of the homes of the Pharisees. Dropsy is the equivalent of modern times what we call epilepsy. So the man was suffering with dropsy, and Jesus healed them, healed them right there in front of him. Then he asked the question, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or not? And they didn't say anything. So he went further. He says, which of you here, if your ox or your son falls into a water well, a cistern, on the Sabbath, will not on the Sabbath lift that ox or your son out from that cistern? You hypocrites, he said. So what you see here is they were holding the people to a strict observance of the letter of the law, but making exceptions for themselves and would never, ever render that same exception to those to whom they were given charge over to be an example for, a guide for. You know, today so many people come to me and say, Father, you know, they'll hear, you know, things that Pope Francis is saying this and Pope Francis is saying that, this one's saying that, and they say, Father, what are we doing? What's going on? What is the church doing? What am I supposed to do? I mean, this is ridiculous. Well, first of all, I always caution, when you hear things that are coming out from Rome, you have to make sure that you are listening to or listening to uh, reputable news outlets. You have secular media that will take this soundbite, that soundbite, take it completely out of context, which is what happens today with the gospel, because as Catholics, I know it always, you know, you're kind of like, well, what are we doing? Jesus says, call no man on earth father. You have but one father who is your, your father in heaven. Call no one, give no one the title of master. You have no master but then of the Christ. So, is Jesus speaking literally about this? Does he mean this literally? He's speaking in hyperbole. It's an exaggeration, but it's to make the point because they were so, the, the Pharisees, the scribes, the leadership of the time, was so much about the title, so much about the appearance, that they were prideful. And he was saying, this is not the way. This is not the way. So how do we know for certain? Because what happens? People take, scholars will take, the, the text, a text outside of, without context is not a text at all. We must always interpret the text of the Scripture in its full context. So when we look at the full context of the New Testament writing, as it pertains to what Jesus is saying today about call no one father, then we go to the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6, and it says, I mean, rather, chapter 7, where it says, and the high priest said, is this so? 
speaking to Stephen, who was about to be martyred. And Stephen said, Brethren and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham, who, when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. And then we go to 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, 14. It says, this is St. Paul to the Corinthians, I do not write this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And then finally, one other example. This is by no means an exhaustion, but just to put it in perspective, again, put it in its proper context. First John chapter 2, verse 13, he says, I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. So the teaching today for us, but particularly for those who have responsibility of leading as priest, as catechist, any position of responsibility to be before the group as a teacher, we're being reminded of the importance of preaching what God has revealed, teaching what God has revealed. And as much as we use ourselves to, to, to expound upon that, then we must bear in mind the example of what St. Paul presents to the Thessalonians today. We were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children with such affection for you. We were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly beloved, had you become to us. You recall, brothers and sisters, our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. And that's the reality. Live in a manner, present yourself in a manner that communicates clearly that you recognize that you are under this mantle. All fatherhood, all titles of honor, whatever leadership we have in, the, in our families, in our communities, in the workplace, it emanates from God. Bear that in mind and heart. And be grateful to know that you are participating in this, but know also the standard, the higher standard by which we must present ourselves. And I would say to conclude, I think about St. Teresa, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And she was asked in an interview, when do they begin to proselytize? When do they begin to, to try and teach the gospel to, to those with whom they were tending to on the streets of India and, and other places in the world? And she told the interviewer, she says, the first thing we do, our priority in every situation is to restore the persons to their dignity as human beings. We tend to their natural needs, the basic necessities of the body. We attend to them as we would for ourselves in a condition such as that. She says it's not until after we have done that that we begin then to offer them. And I say to them, and the way we go about doing this is I ask them, would you like for me to speak to you 
about Jesus. And she says on this one occasion, the man that she asked that question to responded, is he anything like you? And she says, I told the man, no, I'm striving to be like him. To which the man says, please tell me everything about this person. And so it is for us. As we hear the message of the gospel, as we know what God's word reveals, despite how some teachers of the message of God may nuance it and, and, and shift it this way and that way for their own selfish purposes, let it not dissuade us, let it, let it not turn us off to the realization of who we truly follow. There is the message, there is the messenger. We pray for those messengers. God is aware of the shortcomings of those whom he has given positions of authority in the church and elsewhere. But it's all the more reason why we take hold of the one who has come among us as not one to be served, but to serve, as the one who has emptied himself out, not grasping, but sharing with us the burdens of what love demands, a total gift of self for the good of the other so that the will of the Father might be realized when convenient for us and when not. God love you. <laughs>